0: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you first of all for the opportunity to approach your throne of grace, the opportunity to have direct communication to you through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you so much for the opportunity to preach this word. It's an honor. It's a privilege, Father. I thank you that the words, Father, that come from my mouth are your words. Your way, not my way. Your will, not my will. I thank you that the words, Father, would resonate into the hearts of the men and women of God, Father, that are in the uh, congregation today. And I thank you so much, Father, that it would not only resonate in their hearts, but, Father, they would be able to apply it in their daily lives, Father, with you. Father, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise because you truly deserve it all. And it's in Jesus' holy name name I pray. Everybody say. Freedom family, freedom family. So I want you to turn with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter is toward the end of the Bible. Right before 2 Peter, that's right Pastor. Right before 2 Peter. It's 1 Peter chapter 1. Freedom family, if I was to send you an email or a text message or maybe post it on your Facebook wall and I put it in all caps, what do you think the emotion is behind it? Do you think I'm shouting at you? I'm yelling. Some of you say yelling. I'm shouting. I'm, I'm really putting emphasis on whatever it is I'm trying to say to you. That's how you would interpret it, right? Yeah, then I'm shouting. I put everything In all caps, they're like, "Man, why is CJ yelling at me, bro? Like, why why is he? What is going on? What is going on? I need to pray for him. Why is he yelling? I talk loud anyway, so it kind of seems like I'm yelling. But if I put it in all caps, you would assume that I'm shouting at you. So I want, before we even get into this word, to understand the importance of everything that's going to be said today. So you know, the 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 first point we're going to go to today is the C, and I love acronyms. Absolutely love acronyms. And the C stands for celebrate. Celebrate. You know, Freedom Family, we celebrate a lot of things. Yesterday I celebrated my daughter's birthday. You know, she turned three. We celebrate anniversaries. I just want to say happy anniversary to Miss Billy Faye and, and Mr. Billy. Sixty years of being married. And Miss Belinda, I know you and Mr. David just celebrated one as well. Happy anniversary. That's, that's amazing. We celebrate high school, college graduations. We celebrate uh, people getting married. We celebrate all different types of things. We <laughs> We celebrate. You know, we celebrate. We put on we put on our, our party hats, party caps, whatever. We, we, we celebrate. We celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Now, all these things are great. They're, they're, they're absolutely amazing. And we should celebrate these things. I mean, we should celebrate accomplishments and achievements and all these things. But let me let me ask you a question. If, if I was to invite you guys to a party that I'm having and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm having a big party. I don't tell you the theme, but I'm having a big party. Okay, you, you you get you get your clothes ready and you, and you're ready. You're like, okay, CJ, and you may ask me what's the theme so you can know what to bring. So I say, you know what? We're gonna celebrate faith. Amen. Oh, come on. We're gonna celebrate faith. You probably what? what? Faith. What What do we bring to? What do you bring to a faith party? You bring yourself. You bring yourself. You bring your you bring your faith. Some of you guys are like I don't even know. I don't even. What do you bring to a faith party? You know what, what, do you, what do you bring to a faith? To celebrate faith, saints. This is one of the things we should be celebrating as men and women of God is, is faith. We should be celebrating faith every single day because this life is a walk of faith. But you know what? Let's, let's, let's dive into the word. I'm, I'm going to break this down a little bit more, okay? So Peter, I love Peter. Peter was, I believe he was big. He was strong. He was, he was loud. He was brash. He was, he was, Probably hard to intimidate. He was probably just a, one of those rough and rugged type guys, and you know what I mean. Until he met Jesus, and 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 Jesus provided that change. And and I love Peter. He was hard-headed. I'm like, man, Peter kind of like me. Okay. I'm just kidding, kidding, just kidding. But but Peter was amazing, and it, it was amazing. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit did in and through Peter. And and in this particular, uh, in First Peter, Peter is writing to the uh, the Christians in 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 Asia and minor parts of Asia. And he's encouraging them because they're suffering rejection and they're suffering uh, for, for their obedience to Jesus Christ. And so he's just writing some words of encouragement to them. And we're going to pick up in verse six. And they had, they had converted, you know, they're um, converted Gentiles. And so yeah, let's, let's pick up in verse six. Okay. So Peter writes, so be, and, and I'll have the New Living Translation, saints. I, I love the New King James Version, but I have the New Living Translation. I, I absolutely love it. Um, so I'll preach from that today. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Show your though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day Jesus on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Listen to this, saints: you love him, even though you never see him, though you do not see him, you trust him and you rejoice with the glorious inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. Jeremiah, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Isaiah. They wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. That they would. They, they were told that their messages. Oh this, oh, this is so good. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you, for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preach in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. That's Pastor Harold. That's whoever graces this this pulpit right there. It is also wonderful that even the. Oh, listen to this, saints. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Think about that. Eagerly watching these things. Now, now, Peter is saying, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. You know, we, we, we should celebrate faith. Faith, 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 faith. And, and, and I love it how, it's, how he says, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Now, if you put fire to gold, what it's going to do is eliminate its impurities. When you put fire to the gold, you know, so if I was to put fire to... I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I don't think that would be a good idea. Good idea. But it would lim- eliminate the impurities. You know, a, a lot of us are going through fire. We're going through hell and hot water right now. But to celebrate, to still celebrate that we have faith, and we can operate in faith, and we can live a life of faith, and we have the opportunity to embrace faith. Oh, oh, let's, 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 let's break this down a little, a little further. I love it. So when your faith remains strong, it's, well, I'm, I'm sorry to go back. It has been tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is more precious than mere gold, our faith is so precious, saints, so precious, that our faith remains strong through many trials to trust God because he's the salvation of our souls. You know, it's, it's, I, I wonder what the prophets, as, as, as Peter talked about, you know, the, the prophets was what. what does this all look like? You know, what, is this, what does this look like? And, and, and we, we, get to, we get to see for ourselves because this is for us. They were preaching the messages and, and teaching the messages. It wasn't for themselves, but it was for them. But, saints, this, this whole entire passage is good, but I, I want to talk about something that, that, that how Peter ends this particular passage in verse 12. He said, it is so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. Now, now saints, we talk about celebrating faith. And, and, and I'm so honored and privileged to be in a church where the man and woman of God are leading by faith and teaching faith and preaching faith. You know, and, and we cannot give something that we don't have ourselves. And so I think about that last scripture. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things. Now, when we think about angel saints, I know Pastor talked about angels uh, uh, a few weeks ago, and he talked to me. I want to see, an, you know, I want to see an angels who I'm just like him. I want to see one. I want to actually see an angel. But when we think about angels, it made me think about we think about angels as what superior beings. They live in this divine heavenly realm and and they carry out the orders of the of, of, of the God that we serve. And, you know, even the Bible endorses this view. But I cannot stop looking at this scripture because it says that the angels are eagerly watching these things happen, which means that they're carefully studying us. They're studying us. And I, be, and I believe that the angels are fascinated by humans. I believe they, they watch us with, with this intrigue that, that, that we have. You know, and, and, and why are you like, you're like, Pastor CJ, why are the angels fascinated with, with us? We, I mean, we're, we're humans. Why would angels be fascinated with humans? Because we have something that they don't have. Faith. We get to operate by faith. We get to make decisions Based on faith, we get to trust in things that we don't even see. Faith, the courage to believe in the things unseen, to, to put our trust in the evidence of something we can't fully grasp. I think about God's grace when I think about that. Something, You know, it's, it's such a, a, a beautiful mystery of, of being a human being. I absolutely love it. And and just reading the scripture again, I read it over and over that it's that the angels are eagerly watching. You know, it, it, it makes me think about that. We, we have this unique place of of honor in, in God's grand master plan. And the angels see they see it, but they're studying the precious gift we have, which is a gift of faith. A gift of faith that we should celebrate. You know, you know, I think. You know, I I, I was thinking about the angels and and I was praying and I was studying and meditating on the word. And and I'm like, man, the angels are eagerly watching us, eagerly watching us. They're studying this precious gift that we have to have faith on this side of eternity. And I know that we as humans, as men and women of God, we love to cast ourselves in certain roles. And and we look at the truth through our lenses, whatever we are, our perspective is. And and that's how we base Our truth, you know. I I look at it like this, saints. This is just like say for instance, it's this beautiful river right here. Absolutely beautiful. The Contra River can be beautiful sometimes, but but this is this is a beautiful river right here, you know. And we just admire the river, you know. Some of us may pull out our binoculars, and man, this river is beautiful. But we're completely oblivious to who's on the other side, on the other shore, looking back at us. The angels are eagerly watching, studying. Faith, something that we have, something to be admired, something to be admired. So, so I, I, Pastor Priest, I, and I know Pastor, that was such a good word, but what if we change our perspective, saints? What if we change our perspective from low human beings to the sole creature in God's kingdom that's capable of having faith? Amen. Think about that. Capable of having faith. Be the soul creatures. Now, now, if the angels are eagerly watching and they're studying, then how would we operate if we knew that? How would we move and navigate if we knew that? It makes me think about Mr. Carroll's testimony. And it was so beautiful and how he said he was in the, 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 the surgery room and, and the, the, the team, the doctors, and everything was all around him. And, and, and he was operating in faith all the way up until that point. He was praying. He believed that God was going to heal him. He believed that the surgery was going to be successful. He was believing. He was operating in faith. And for him to see angel wings that covered the whole room. You guys remember that testimony? I don't know if every if you guys were here. But, but the thing is, it, y'all, I, I cried hard listening to that testimony. Like, after he walked off the stage, I had to go to the restroom because it blessed me so. Because it made me think about the angels was watching Mr. Carroll. Just... Look at his faith. Look, come look, 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 look at, look at Mr. Carol Hill's faith. Look at look at look at this faith. This is come. You got to see. Look at this. Look at this. He, he, he's believing that God is going to heal him. Look, 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 look at the people that's around him. Look at look at his church family. Look at his wife. Look at him praying. Look, look at the faith that they're operating in. This is something we should celebrate, saints. We should celebrate the opportunity to have faith. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. You know, talking about perspectives and look at at things from different angles, I would say this, saints. It is a wasted opportunity to not learn and get to know the one true God and live a life of faith on this this side of eternity. And, And listen, not only a wasted opportunity, but that's a loss that can never be recovered, never be recovered. Because when this world ends, faith will be no more. Faith will be no more. So we need to celebrate faith and to operate in faith. We need to celebrate this. Let's fully embrace living a life of faith. But let me let me ask you this question. What will the angels whisper about you? What are they saying about you now? Are you operating in faith? Faith is not it's not this blind denial of problems. Faith is the assurance that God is greater than our problems. That's faith, saints. That is faith. And 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 I was sharing with, with some of our, our youth, youth leadership family. I was prayer is not to notify God of our needs. It's to express our dependency on Him. Solely on Him. Solely on Him. Faith. So we have to celebrate saints. Celebrate faith. We have something to celebrate every single day. You know, I was I was I was talking to the youngins, uh, one of the youngins, and 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 he was like, Pastor CJ, I, I don't I don't have a testimony. I not I, I don't have anything to testify about. I'm like, yes, you do, bro. Yes yes, you do, you know we think when we testify uh, and we testify, we think we have to go through uh, dodging a car or getting out of a bad car wreck or or dodging bullets, or whatever the case may be. We don't have to have all these near-death situations or bad experiences. We can testify, you know what, I got blood running warm in my veins. My heart is still beating, therefore I got purpose. I'm still walking in faith. You know what, God, you've been good, my ideal, uh, my circumstances are not ideal, but you are still good. We have a reason to testify, and we can testify in faith, amen, amen. So let's let's, let's go to the next A. Let's go to the next letter, which is A, and it is all, 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 all. And so we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6. Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6. Again, I I love New King James Version, but I'm preaching from the New Living Translation. And and it's really cool looking out in the congregation and seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ, because I I, I always look at, you're you're on on one of two teams. You're either team text or you're team tech. (laughs) You're team text or, or tech, you know, the technology. And there's nothing wrong with having your Bible. Hopefully you're not on both teams doing service and you're texting while you're on your tech, you know? So, (laughs) so Ephesians chapter four, verse one through six. And and I, and I love Paul. He wrote two thirds of the new, uh, of the, of the new Testament. And he was a mighty man of God. And Paul went from being the most dangerous person to Christians to being the most dangerous Christian. And, and I love what God did in and through him. And Paul was um, absolutely amazing. And there's so many things that you can pull from him And he's writing uh, to the Ephesians, and and I I love what he writes because we're going to talk about all, which is all of us, all of us. Paul writes this, saints. he says, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, to walk worthy of your calling, saints. Lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. You see that calling called you? We've been called by God. And we all have a calling. And the one thing I love about our calling, saints, is we don't have to compete with each other for our calling because our callings are different. Amen? Every single one of our callings are different. So be patient with each other. Woo. That's hard. I ain't going to be patient. Look, you, you know, I, I, was, I was sharing with, with, with my sister the other day, and, and I told her, I, I said, hey, we have to be patient. The word of God encourages us to be patient. Now think about this. Think about this. When you, when you want to not be patient with somebody else, remember God was patient with you. Remember that? Remember that. So be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love, your love, because of your love. Making every effort to keep yourself united in spirit. Saints, Paul, mm, Paul is writing with the assumption that we're already united how can you keep when you say you keep that means you already have i read that again make every effort every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit binding yourselves together with peace this is the assumption that we're already united that we're one for there is hear this one body one spirit just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future there is one lord one thing one baptism one God and father of all who is over all and living through all. Oh, y'all, this is so good. You know, I, I want to say this, Saints. I wrote this down, and, and, and the, the kingdom of God series has been really good, really, really good. And I wrote this down, and I want to encourage the saints with this, but, but, but hear my heart when I say this. When, and when we're talking about all. When, when, when churches grow, but the people in them don't, there's a possibility the message of the gospel of the kingdom is not being proclaimed and taught. But the message of the gospel and kingdom is being proclaimed and taught at Freedom Fellowship. It is every single every single Sunday and Wednesday and when we have uh, things through the week. Now, listen to this. The message of the kingdom loves us where it finds us. But loves us enough not to leave us like it found us. Now, now, now you think about this, the message of the kingdom, because we serve a God that not only wants to inform us, but transform us. Transform. He wants to say, tra- because we, 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 we operate and we move like, 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 oh, man, I, I, I got to make this happen. Like we, we're trying to perform. God is not looking for us to prove ourselves, but improve ourselves. All of us, all of us, we all, you know, and, and, and we talk about revival and, and, and we talk about how we want this to happen in our city, and our country and in, in our state. And it's nothing worse than powerless cultural Christians who want revival, but not at the expense of their idolatry. See whew, God I oh, thank you. Hmm. The Lord cannot be the source of your strength if the world is the source of your value system. This goes for all of us. All of us. Every single one of us. And and and, and I love Paul is encouraging us because he's assuming that we're all united, that, that we are one, 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 not two, one. Every single one of us together as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I, and you know, I talked about idols and I wrote this down saints. I actually wrote this down right before I came up and talked about idolatry and how we want revival, but not at the expense of our idolatry. I don't want to leave that there. And I was praying and I was like, Lord, I, what are you what are you saying? Idols do not fall easily. They fall deliberately. If you want to replace an idol, it starts with repentance and it continues in humility and it's completed by diligent obedience. Idols do not fall easily, but they do fall deliberately. If you want to replace an idol, it starts with repentance, continues with humility, and is completed by diligent obedience. You know, saints, we have to be mindful that it's people that won't step foot in the church, but they're watching our lives. All of us, all of us. And I say often that our biggest sermon, it's it's not going to come from my lips. It's going to come with my life. Now, listen, listen to this. People may hate you because of Jesus. People may hate you because of Jesus, but people should never hate Jesus because of you. This goes for all of us, all of us. And Paul, like I said, he's under the assumption that we're all united as one. I ain't saying we are perfect. We're not perfect. We all fall short of God's glory, but we shouldn't use that as an excuse. It's the word of God, but that's, that's not an excuse for us not to get better. That's not an excuse for us not to be united as one, not to be walking together hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? We talk about cooperation. We, you cannot drive a car, a regular car, on three wheels. All four of them have to be working together in unison to be able to move. We need each other, all of us. We have to be in this together. You know, and, and I think about. You know, we're going to talk about adversity here in a little bit. And, and, and for us individually, how we need to get better in order for us to operate as, as the kingdom of God. And, and, and God is calling us to do many mighty and powerful things for his kingdom to advance and to further his kingdom. But we're going through adversity because I believe every assignment that we have has adversity that comes with it. You know, and, and I think about adversity. You can you, you can change teams. You can change friends. You can change churches. You can change girlfriends, you can change boyfriends, you can change husbands, change wives. You can change whatever you want, but real change has to come from you. Now listen to this. It's easy to sit up and take notice, but it's difficult to get out and take action. We have to do something. We cannot be sitting in our chairs just, you know, oh, I'm just going to come to church every Sunday, hear the word, and go back to doing. No, God wants more, and he wants it for all of us. He wants it for all of us, every single one of us. So we have to live worthy of our calling. We have to walk worthy of our calling because every single one of us have a calling. You may not be uh, in a pulpit uh, uh, preaching the word of God, but you're ministering the gospel wherever you are. Every single one of us have a job, so we shouldn't move and operate like God don't want to use us because he does. All of us, and and, and and I say this, church. Uh, and this is this is so good. The the love of Christ towards us become the love of Christ in us, and the love of Christ in us become the love of Christ through us. The love, the love. You know, you know. I, I, I'm yeah, I'm a hip hop artist, and and uh, I love I love old school hip hop and heavy D. Uh, you <laughs> you may not I know who heavy D. Like, heavy. Who is heavy D? See like, Who is heavy D? Oh, that's okay. I'll I'll tell you about him after church. You ask me, but, but heavy D, uh, he, he, he had a lyric that was really good. He said, now that we have love, what are we going to do with it? I I think about it like this. Paul says, walk worthy of your calling. And I think about it like this as for, 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 the men in the room, for the godly men in the room, for the gentlemen, you lived your life as a bum, an absolute bum. And the knight, who is Jesus comes and rescues you and takes you to the castle. And then while you're in the castle, you become an heir to the king. And now that you're heir to the king and you've been transformed and you have a new identity and you're walking in this newness, when you leave the castle, how would you live your life knowing that you're heir to the king? When you operate and navigate differently, ladies, 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 women of God. If you were doing everything wrong under the sun and the night came and saved you, swept you off your feet, took you to the castle. The king made you an heir to his throne. Ladies, how would you operate differently? How would you navigate differently? How would you look at the world differently? How would you love people differently? How would you live differently? This is for all of us, y'all. We have to walk worthy of our calling. You know, I, you know I, um, we talk about uh, walking worthy of our calling, and, and, and Paul is <coughs> excuse me, talking about spiritual unity. And in spiritual unity... I think it's very important because I believe every Christian, every man and woman of God should be pursuing that unity, 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 unity. And we cannot pursue unity with pride. We cannot. Because what's the middle letter in pride, men and women of God? I. Me, 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 me. But look at the word. If, if we want to pursue spiritual unity, look at, look at, look at humility. Humility got, not humility got an I in it, Pastor CJ. But the you comes before I. Amen. Unity, the you comes before I. See, when, when, when you know who you are, see, when you know your identity in Jesus Christ, you don't have to be insecure about who somebody else is. You don't have to be insecure about if you're loved or not because you are loved. You don't have to long for it because you know that you have it. And so you can operate and love people how they should be loved. How they, you know, the thing is, we, we, when it comes to love, and, and, I, and I said this about my daughter, God dropped this in my spirit about my daughter, because we are perfectly loved by God, we can risk being loved imperfectly by others. All of us, you know. But I, I think about, you know, we talked about earlier uh, on on uh, on uh, celebrate. You know, we talked about how fire purifies the gold, and our faith is more precious than gold. What Peter wrote uh, to the to the uh, Christians, he was encouraging uh, in Asia, who was who was suffering and and going through a lot. And so I think about fire. You know, in in the book of Luke, chapter 9, Don't you don't have to turn there? That's okay. It's it's not on the screen anyway, Richard. I'm sorry. This is. I, I was Luke chapter nine, I, th- I believe verse fifty one through fifty five. James and Je- Jesus had sent some messengers to to, uh, to, the, to the Samaritan village because you know to prepare for his arrival. Now this is right before Jesus had you know uh, was going to make his ascension, and so um, he sent some messengers to the Samaritan village. Now, granted, the Jews and the Samaritans did not like each other at all. They did not like each other at all. So the Samaritans, they were pretty much like, Jesus is not coming in here. I come, no, we, we're not, not going to receive Jesus and go somewhere else. And so James and John being disciples, being humans, being imperfect, they was like, Jesus, you want us to call down some fire from heaven? We, we can destroy them. Let's call down some fire from heaven. We're talking about all. Oh, destroy, so, d- destroy them with some fire from heaven. You know, and Jesus, the Bible says Jesus rebuked them and they went somewhere else. But, but listen to this, saints. Listen to this, because God dropped this in my spirit. They said they wanted to call down fire from heaven to destroy an ethnic group that they had animosity towards. But Jesus saved that fire for the day of Pentecost. Now, listen to this. That fire was not to destroy an ethnic group, but to ignite a church on the day of Pentecost. So, so, so here's this. We, we 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 if we ever hope to achieve spiritual unity, some of us are moving and operating like I'm gonna call down fire from heaven to destroy these people and those people or that that ethnic group or this race or whatever. You know, and, and James and John wanted to call down fire from heaven that it will fall and destroy an ethnic group. But listen to this. Instead, Jesus used that fire, that consuming fire, to unite and save. Unite and save. It's very important, saints, that we walk worthy on our calling. And I ask this question even as I say that. What fire are we chasing? What fire are we chasing, saints? Are we chasing the fire that would unite and save us all? The fire, that, the, the, the Holy Spirit fire? Are we chasing this fire to destroy and divide? Unite and save or destroy and divide. There's something, something, something to think about. What are we chasing after today? That's all. You know, this, this, this next point is, um, is, is persevering, and, and uh, we're going to turn to the book of Luke. This will be the, the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 39 through 46, and I want to talk about. Because, it, saints, it's, it's always about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. It's, it will always be about Jesus. And, and Luke, this, this particular account is, is told in, 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 uh, in Matthew and Mark and Luke. It's told in the Gospels. But Luke is a doctor. And so this particular account is told differently than the others. Excuse me. And, and, and we read uh, Luke chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-nine. Then, accompanied by disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. Now, now, Jesus left the upstairs room as usual and went to the Mount of Olives. Now, it, you know, some Bibles, depending on what you know, what, what version you have, says Jesus was accustomed to going to the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives has a lot of significance. saints. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a really, really um, um, uh, place that's that's talked about. Very common. Uh, throughout the Bible, in different parts of the Bible, uh, before we go any further, just it makes me think about David. David, when Absalom had took control of the kingdom, David and his people were walking the Mount of Olives. And the Bible says David had covered his head and he was barefoot and they was weeping. Uh, the Mount Mount of Olives, Solomon, David's son, had built idols there to worship. And even in the book of Ezekiel, this, this, this Mount of Olives is, is, is so beautiful. I'm, oh, I, I wish I could see it in person. I believe I will one day. But but it's so beautiful just reading the scripture because in the book of Ezekiel, uh, he had a vision that the glory of the Lord had moved from Jerusalem, uh, had had moved uh, to the to the east, uh, uh, to the east on top of a mountain to the east of Jerusalem. Excuse me. And so that was the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is east of Jerusalem. And so it it was uh, it's this this place has a lot of significance, even. Uh, before this account happens, Jesus had uh, visited the Mount of Olives very often, or he passed through it very often. You guys know that uh, he was very good friends with, uh, with Mary, Martha, and uh, Lazarus. And so he would often go to visit them, uh, passing through the Mount of Olives, going from Jerusalem to Bethany, where they lived. And also, uh, it talks about a couple different accounts uh, where Jesus wept over the city. But it talks about one account that's, that's, that's pretty cool. It talks about uh, Jesus' triumphal, uh, his, his triumphant entry. And we think about it as Palm Sunday. And it's when Jesus had uh, sent the disciples to go get a donkey, you know, and and it's and it's funny to me because, you know, I was like, man, Jesus said disciples go get a donkey. He told the disciples, if they ask you, tell them that the Lord needs it. Can you all imagine that? What if you go to the nearest car dealership? You know what? I want that 2020 right there. Hey, man, hey tell the tell a, tell the tell dealers that the Lord needs this. <laughs> we talk about faith. Don't hop in and leave because we'll be will be seeing you seeing you on San Angelo live. So, <laughs> excuse me. So don't, don't do that. But I, I just think I just think it's so fun. The Lord needs it, and they brought it back to him. You know, brought it back to him. But let's 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 read. This is the Mount of Olives has a place of significance. Uh, Jesus left the upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. There, he told them. Pray that you are not given to temptation. Peter, James, and John was with him. He walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Then an angel appeared from heaven and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell To the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. You know, I I heard a pastor uh, at conference saying, We should stop dozing and we should start doing. The disciples were dozing, they were sleeping when what they should have been doing was praying. Why are you sleeping? We're we're asleep now, church. A lot of us are asleep right in the church. Well, your eyes may be open, but you're asleep why are you sleeping? He asked him, get up and pray so that you would not give to temptation. You know, I'm, I'm going to get back to the scripture, but we're family freedom. Can I just talk to y'all for a second? I'm, I'm going to get back to preaching about our amazing Lord and Savior, Jesus. I, this, this caps is uh, something that the Lord laid on my heart uh, a few years back uh, for, for, for students. And, uh, you know, as, and, and, and so as I was, uh, uh, I, have, I fell asleep one day, and I took a nap in our guest bedroom, and, and I had a dream. And I had a dream that I was standing behind myself. And as I was standing behind myself, Mr. Richard, you can go ahead and uh, get those up. As I was standing behind myself, I seen myself in different arenas and different uh, places. And I seen kids doing this. I couldn't hear anything. I don't know what was said, but I just seen my hand with a microphone, doing this, and kids going, waving their hands from side to side. Now, the thing is, when the Lord laid this on my heart, I didn't, I didn't really understand what, what it was about. I didn't fully grasp it. But understand this, Saints. Hear me, Freedom Family. Hear me when I say this. Sometimes we won't fully understand what God is laying on our heart or what he's sharing with us. That, that don't mean we shouldn't be obedient sometimes god will allow us to have a revelation and a clear understanding as we're being obedient it's about being obedient first i didn't understand what the lord was telling me to do and so as i released this this album talking about perseverance and it, and god ended up blessing it and 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 it moved all around the world and and uh i just i was like you know what i told my wife i'm, like, Babe, I'm just going to do a tour and it that ended up blowing up and so I was like, God, this, wow, I, I, I see you working in this. This is, this is amazing. This is awesome. I'm, I'm thinking this is just, you know, a little temporary thing. This is pretty cool. You know, something for the kids, something that encourage them. That's great. We want to see the kids encourage them. But, but it ended up being way more powerful than I thought. And, and, and saints, as, as I began to go and, and I began to share this presentation, I, now I don't I, this, this is a secular presentation, but as I began to go across the country to many different schools and, and to share this presentation to many kids and, and the underlying theme is perseverance, but this presentation screams hope, hope, you know, Romans eight twenty-five says, you know, for, for, uh, 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 for the, uh Paul talks about how we eagerly wait with perseverance. And so, uh, but you know, and, uh, and the things of, of hope are not seen. And so, you know, I, as I begin to, uh, Continue on this tour, saints. I was like, God, what, what, is, what is this? What, what is, like, share with me, what, what's going on? Like, I'm being obedient, I want to be faithful, but what's going on? And, and, and God began to minister to me as I continued to go. But, but saints, hear, hear this. You know, I, uh, I asked God, I was like, Lord, if I'm going to go on this tour, I need you to show me these kids, how you see them. I want to see their hearts. I, 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 want to, I want to I want to, speak to their hearts. And y'all, it's a Freedom Family, it's a time where I kneel down during the presentation and I look in each and every single one of their eyes. Some of them are captivated. Some of them are waiting on, like, in my every word, some of them are ready to dance, ready to jump and have fun. Some of them are picking boogers and eating them. <laughs> you know, you know, they're doing different than their kids. You know, they're, they're, they're kids, but you know, the Lord, the kingdom belongs to such as these, CJ, yeah. Yeah. such as these. And, and it was a uh, uh, and, and I'm very blessed to have my brother Colin travel with me. But, you know, it was uh, just recently back in March, end of March, I was in uh, Olathe and Colin didn't he didn't travel with me on this leg of the tour. I don't travel alone. I believe in accountability and I don't travel alone. But I have Kansas is like my like a second home. I spent eight years of my life there. So I have many friends who went with me on the tour. And as one of my friends was leaving the hotel and the other one was on his way. Um, it, this, was, this was late at night, and I was really struggling. I was really, really struggling, Saints, and I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. You know, we're talking about persevering here, but I wanted to quit. Absolute give up. And, and what I wanted to quit was this tour. Because, Saints, I, I'm being, this, we're family here, I'm just talking to you. Saints, I, I just turned 31. I've been married to this beautiful woman for seven years. I have two little girls, and they're growing, you know, the, the, the days are long, but the years are short. And, 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 and time is something that you can't recover. And, and I was in this hotel room and I was crying. I'm like, God, God, you got to speak to me because the, the, the one thing in, 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 in Jesus, that your will be done. Saints, I would rather stand still inside of the will of God than to be moving at a fast pace around it. You know, and so I, I, was, uh, I was praying and I was like, God, I'm struggling. I want to quit. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to call Colin, I'm going to call my wife, and I'm going to cancel everything. I'm, I, I can't do it. And I had already done two schools that week. This was early in the week. And, and I said, I can't do it. You know, I'm, I'm missing my family. I'm, you know, I'm missing my church family. And, and I, I'm like, I know, I know you've called me to do, but I need, I need some confirmation, God. I, I need some reassurance. I, I need you to speak to me. And uh, I received a message, saints. And in this message... If you could put the message up there, I want want to share it with you. This message was from a parent five minutes later. She said, My daughter, Mariah, is seven and goes to Scarborough Elementary in Olathe, Kansas, and saw you today at her school. I wanted you to know what an impact you made on her. After I picked her up from school, she wanted me to immediately know all about you and your mission for Christ. I'm not saying Jesus on any stage. But your mission for Christ, we looked up your power of yet song and listened multiple times. And she already knew the main chorus. Listen to this. Tonight, tonight doing bedtime prayer, she got teary-eyed and cried because she said she loves your message behind your songs and she hopes to see you again. We pray for you, for many blessings and protection, for God's message to spread like wildfire and God to continue to use you as a lighter. Thank you for touching my daughter's soul and inspiring her to do something positive in the negative world. We are proud of you, saints. They have taken Jesus out of the school, but God has raised up a young man out of the pit from San Angelo, Texas. The youth pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church to take him right back into schools. And, and hear me when I say this. Hear me when I'm saying, because I'm not bragging. This is, this is all glory to God. I am not bragging. I'm bragging on my God. Listen, when I say this, this is not a a, a sense of entitlement, but that I'm entrusted. Because when God has a calling on your life, you can't be handled tenderly. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations when you have a calling on your life. So you're going to face that fire. You're going to have to persevere. See, the thing about faith is this, saints. When we have faith, faith is uh, uh, struggle goes along with it. Faith doesn't eliminate struggle and conflict. It comes with it. You know, and as I, was, as I was crying and as I was on my knees and I was, I mean, just, just absolutely bawling to get this, I needed it. And the Holy Spirit told me right after that, keep going, CJ. Keep going. Now, now come with me. Come, come on this journey with me. Come on this journey with me because we're going back to Jesus. Now, Jesus, 100%, 100% man, 100% God. So pure. So loving, perfect, honest. In this moment, y'all, it's crucial. You know, it you know, talks about, you know, he, he has uh, dropped some, some accounts as, uh, that, that, that he sweat blood, or hematidrosis, and, you know, capillaries rupturing and sweating blood, and, and, and that he had all of our sins on his shoulder in this moment. And, and, and Jesus said, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. If you are willing, this is about your will. Now, now. I'm like, Jesus, my God, my Lord, my Savior, in such a crucial, pivotal, imperative moment in his life. Lord, if it's your will, if it's your will, this cup of suffering. See, saints, talking about a cup. Be careful when you envy somebody else's platform. You envy their cup. You don't know what's in their cup. You don't know what's in their cup. Long-suffering could be in their cup. Don't envy their platform. Now, oh, God. God. Get up. Get up. Jesus said, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Y'all, if Jesus wanted to quit, he could have did it in that moment. He could have did it in that mo- God, he could have did it in that moment, but he didn't. And God to confirm it, to confirm Jesus calling because he was all about the will of the Father. Sent an angel to strengthen him, to minister to him. Think of, and, 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 and I think this is so interesting because Luke was a doctor. And think about a doctor, they administer medication. The Holy Spirit administered strength to Jesus to keep going, to keep going, to persevere. Jesus, you can do this. You can do this. And God knew exactly what type of world He was sending Jesus to redeem. He sent them anyway. He sent them anyway you know and and, and I think about this account, saints, the greatest moment in jesus' life, one of the greatest moments I believe this is just just he had so many great moments, but this was such a great moment. He was alone. Jesus was alone, but he accepted his cup now now. I wrote this down because somebody needs to hear this. Not everyone can bear the pain of your destiny. Your journey could destroy someone who isn't built for it. That's just something good to know. And saints, listen to this. A life without trial. We need perseverance, but a life without trial will produce an immature, untested, unseasoned person. It is impossible to duplicate the growth that happens as we endure hard times. Because our struggle prepares us for a higher level of destiny. Obstacles are not going to stop you. They're going to strengthen you. Strengthen you. Mm, God, you are good. Jesus. You know, I, I think about, saints, I think about, uh, and, and we're going to get ready to go to this, this last point soon. But I, I think about, we talk about, uh, you know, physical and, and uh, you know physical aspects of our lives, and we talk about you know working out, and and, and 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 you know as 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 we you know some of us work out, some of us want to work out but don't really you know, you know I uh one day I was my wife and I was eating uh, dinner, and a group of car- of CrossFitters walked in the door, and I told her I was like babe I was like look at those look at those CrossFitters she was like oh that's good babe she's like I'm a couch sitter. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> And uh, it was so funny. My, now, now, I get it. My, my wife does train. She, she trains. She understands the importance of working out. But, but, Saints, when we train, when we work out, we work out. We, we're, you know, we lift weights, you know. And um, I, I, I love going to the gym. I'm going to keep this with me. I love going to the gym. I love working out. I understand the benefits and the importance of working out. And, and, and for people who are not knowledgeable in, about working out, your muscles do not develop and they do not grow as you're working out. They're actually breaking down. You know, they're breaking down muscle fibers. So it's very important to understand that after you finish your workout, you need amino, acid, amino acids. You need proper protein. You need to eat right, eat healthy, of course, and you need the proper rest in order for your muscles to develop and grow. And that's in the physical aspect of things. But let's talk about the spiritual aspect of things. In order to have restoration in our lives, Saints, we need something we need to be restored from. Spiritual applications. So what does that look like, Pastor CJ? What are you even talking about? What are you talking about? Let me me tell you what I mean. This is what I mean. Some of you right now are already defeated. You've came in here defeated. You're already down. You're already depressed. You're already going through a lot and you have to fight just to get here. And so you're already defeated. You have this mindset and this mentality. But listen to this for restoration. Understand, it's a series of choices to receive restoration. So what does that look like, Pastor CJ? That means instead of worrying, you worship. That means instead of operating in fear, you operate in faith. That means instead of panicking, you pray. That's exactly what it's mean. It's a series of choices. And we're going, we're, going, we're going to this last point. This last point is saints. It's saints. And uh, if we can put the scripture up with uh, uh, Paul. Where he's he's uh, talking to Timothy. And Paul has said, he said this, I have fought the good fight and I'm getting ready to wrap this up. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all those who eagerly look to his appearing. I have fought the good fight. You know, saints, a lot of you in here today, you're fighting. You're fighting. And I came to encourage you to continue to fight. You know, because Paul didn't tell Timothy, man, I lived a good life. No, he said, I fought the good fight. This is a race. And, and we have to have endurance and perseverance in order to receive that, that crown, that victory that God has for us. Now, listen to this. I, your, your authority is connected to your identity. You cannot walk in your full authority of who you are until you discover who you are. Without that, you will draw back and become intimidated and fearful. And anything that the world or the enemy throws at you, you will become compliant and fearful to know who you are know who you are we have a race to finish saints we all have a race to finish we have to persevere you know and, and, I, and I think of, and some of us are struggling we we 're fighting for our marriage we're, we're we're fighting to come to church we're we're fighting uh, sometimes some of us are fighting with our kids or we're fighting with family members and and, and God may have you been a light in a family for the unbelievers or been a light at a job for the people who don 't even care about Jesus or God may have put something on your heart and you're, and you're struggling because you feel like you can never achieve it, but you have to persevere anyway persevere persevere for, you know you know I think about this saints we, we 're talking about perseverance and, and God has this this, this, this uh, 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 crown for us. He has, um, the, the, the victory is already ours and we have this award that, that's waiting for us because I look at it, I, I tell my wife all the time and people ask, at the end of my life, I want to die empty. When I cross that finish line, I want to, <sighs> I want to be exhausted because by the time I get up off my knees, Lord, thank you. I want to hear well and done, my good and faithful servant. I want to give everything. I'm holding, nothing because Jesus held nothing back. Now, now listen to this, it, it, it make me think about this, we're talking about identity, listen to this, saints, because it's important that we finish our race, a lot of us, we, we, we start things but we don't finish. We get married but we don't want fi- to finish the marriage, or we start uh, our job opportunities but we don't finish them, or we start some God has laid on our heart, but we don't see it through. We have to learn how to finish to complete. Paul said, I have fought the good fight. Now, now listen to this. God asked two important questions at the very beginning of the Bible. Let me tell you what they they are. It's So good. God said, where are you and who told you? What are you talking about, Pastor CJ? When God was walking in the garden and he was looking for Adam, where are you? Who told you you were naked? Listen to this. A lot of us in here are where we are because of who told you. A lot of us are depressed because somebody told you. A lot of us are overwhelmed because somebody told you. A lot of us are fearful and negative and don't believe we can persevere because of what somebody told you. But I came to tell the saints today, I came to tell you that you can make it. You can persevere. You can recover. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9 to not be weary of of doing good, but in the right time we will reap that harvest, saints. Somebody give God a hand, praise. Hop five somebody and said, I'm gonna persevere. Hop five somebody, yo, yo, hop five somebody. I'm gonna persevere. Who told you? We serve a God of life and possibilities. Who told you? Who told you you couldn't do that? Who told you you couldn't overcome? Who? We are the lenders and not the borrowers. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are conquerors. We are victorious. This is who God says we are. Who told you? Who told you? You are where you are because of who told you. Don't give up. Don't give in, saints. This is a race. The true measure of success is not the absence of struggle and conflict, but the endurance we demonstrate in battle and fighting a good fight. I'm gonna say this and we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stand everybody stand matter of fact go ahead and stand we're gonna stand right John 1.17 says for the law was given through Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ truth refuses to give in and grace refuses to give up but they came through one person and that was Jesus saints, don't let anybody, we're talking about who told you don't let anybody talk about your past like that, the enemy wants to bring up your past you know what, and listen to this listen to this, when people want to judge you based on your past, they shouldn't get mad when you leave them in in your past leave them in your past we're going to get ready to pray I believe God wants to do something powerful in people's lives today Saints, I say this, as my parents are here and I I I stand on this this stage in front of them, I've inherited many amazing things from my parents, from looks and traits and characteristics and uh, and, and, and godly things. But one thing I didn't inherit from my parents was my faith. I didn't inherit it from them. I had to choose it for myself. Because hear this, God doesn't have grandchildren. He has children. We have to choose it for ourselves. So today, everybody heads bow, eyes closed. Ministry team, please take your places. Heads bow, eyes closed. Father, we thank you. Saints, it's very important. I say these words of encouragement. It's very important that our mindset, that our perspective, that our mentality, our mentality is a victorious one. Our approach, our attitude. Pastor talked about perspectives and as our heads bow our hearts humble, please listen. Pastor talked about perspective. Your perspective can either be your passport or be your prison. Your problems do not defeat you. Your perspective does. So this first order of business we want to do with the Lord. If you are in here and you're under the sound of my voice and you want to inherit this faith, You want to choose God today as your Lord and Savior. I just ask that you do one thing, that you come to the front and that you find one of these people. Because a relationship with God is the best relationship you can ever receive. Just as as, as Paris said, our young lady, she said, you're never too young to be used by God. You're never too old to be used by God. I believe old is a mindset. It's not a number. Secondly, if you're in here and you're under the sound of my voice and you're just tired. You're just defeated. You're just depressed. You fought to get to church. You you you've been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and, fighting and you just need strength. You just need some you need you need somebody to pray and, and to stand in the gap for you. That God is going to do the miraculous for you. If that's you and you're under the sound of my voice, please don't be prideful in, this, in this, this moment. If that's you and you're under the sound of my voice, I just ask you to come to the front and speak to somebody on our ministry team. God, you're good. We have ministry team in the back as well. Ministry team members are in the back as well. In the back as well. I asked everybody to please, please, please be still in this moment. If you're not coming to the front or going to the back, please be still in this moment. Take this very seriously. We're celebrating all persevering saints. The last order of, if you're struggling with whatever, whatever it may be, you just need prayer. You're just like, Pastor C.J., I just need to pray with somebody. I just need to pray. Please find one of our ministry team members. Because the Lord does not want you to leave the same way that you came in.